I want to talk to you about a right relationship. And uh, it's a right relationship with God and how everything in your life matters. Everything in your past and your future matters upon the right relationship. And uh, we're going to talk a lot about grace, God's provision. What Jesus has done for us, his strength upon us, his grace has put us in a right relationship with God. Now, it's important that we understand that we're in right relationship because when you're not in right relationship, uh, everything just kind of crumbles. You know, you can't move forward. You know, I, me and my wife, we've been married 21 years. We're celebrating 22nd year in November. I, I have to... I have to count because, you know, I ran out of toes and fingers, you know. Um, but there's something that happens as, as you grow together. You know, I love my wife more now because I know her more. But I loved her when we got married. But I love her more now because time. Time allowed us to grow closer. And, you know, my wife has a way of speaking to me without words. I could be in a place and talking with some people. And if I say the wrong things... And my wife heard the wrong thing. She could give me a look. And that look would tell me when I get home, there'll be a crying and a gnashing of teeth. <laughs> as soon as I get that look, I'm already in repentant mode. I'm thinking, what place can I go to buy some peanut M&Ms and offer her a sacrifice of peace? <laughs> Amen. Because all that matters is if I'm in a right relationship. The Bible even says it's better to, to, to sleep on the roof than to dwell in a house of a contentious wife. And so if you ever see a husband on the roof, <laughs> there's something going on the inside. You know, praise God. And so if you can go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're talking about a right relationship. And Jesus Christ, he went to the cross and he carried our sins and our sicknesses and our disease and our shame. Sometimes we even forget that he carried our shame to the cross. Everything that we're not proud of, things that we did to others or things that others did to us, he carried it all to the cross of Calvary. Even before you, before you knew him, he knew you. And the Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He went to the cross on your behalf. He carried it all to the cross. And he laid down his life. The devil didn't take his life. He gave up his life so that your sins, your sicknesses, your diseases, your shame, your guilt died at the cross when he died. Three days later, he picked up his life again. He rose from the dead. But your sins, your sicknesses, your diseases, your shame, your guilt, stay dead never to live again. And so by faith, we receive what he did for us. What he did for us is grace. What Jesus did for us, he did what we could not do. We could not die and pick, up back, pick back our life up again. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So the gift that is available for us when we accept it by faith, when we accept Jesus by faith, we don't have to die for our sins, but we get to live in his righteousness. 
And so grace has been made available to us. What he did at the cross. But you still have to receive it by faith. A lot of people talk about what Jesus did, but they fail to tell a person that you have to receive it by faith. You could be thirsty in the desert, getting ready to die of, 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 of dehydration. And someone could go and get a beautiful, wonderful glass of beautiful water and place it right before you. But you could still die of dehydration if you don't pick it up and serve yourself what was provided for you. Jesus provided it for you, but by faith, is, faith is the way that you're able to receive it. He can't force it upon you. He desires that everyone would enter in to the new life in Christ Jesus. But all he can do is make it available for you, but you, by faith, have to believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Once you believe that he is, now you get to receive the grace of God, the grace of Jesus Christ, what he did for you. Amen? And so by faith, we are saved by grace through faith. Amen? Now, in the, in the scriptures, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Everybody say new. new. Again, new. new. I want to say some things just to bring some clarity. Because our goal is to have our faith grow in a right relationship with God. When you came to Jesus, you did not come to Jesus for the first time. When you came to Jesus for the first time to surrender your life to God... You came to Jesus for salvation, not forgiveness of your sins. Let me say that again. You came to Jesus for salvation, but not for forgiveness of your sins. Because the Bible says that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old person was the one who did the sins. The old person was the one that had the death sentence of sin and death. But when you gave gave your life to Jesus, the old person that was inside you died. And the new person was united with the Holy Spirit and became one and became alive on the inside of you. The new person, the new man inside of you does not need salvation for his sins. The new man was born into salvation. You were born again. You didn't have the curse of sin and death upon you. You don't have the curse of sin and death upon you because you are a new creation. You are a brand new man in Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit that was inside of God, that was inside of Jesus, is now inside of you. And you are united with the Holy Spirit as one. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so now we are brand new. If you were a drug addict before you came to Christ, you could receive complete deliverance when you come to Christ. The old man was addicted to drugs. The new man is set free. If you were a person of fear and brokenness and anger, when you come to Christ, 
that old man stay dead. The new man is not broken, is not in fear, is not in anger. You are a new creation. All things have passed away. Everything, every brokenness, every abuse, every, every hurt, every addiction, every pain, it was, it's, it's done away. That person died. He's dead. You are a new creation. You are a new creation. In the spirit, there's no more hold upon you. Jesus Christ came to set you free. Hallelujah. How did he do it? He just killed the old man. The, the, we, we, we toss off the old and we, we become new in Christ Jesus. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. I'm born again. Amen. And so there's no excuse to live under the chain of yesterday when Jesus Christ has already set you free. This is not a spiritual thing. If you're dealing with yesterday's problems, it's because your mind needs to be changed because in the spirit, you are free. You are a new creation. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's the grace of God. He did it all. He did it all at the, cro- uh, at the cross. You became alive in Christ. You're the new birth. And it's now we have this relationship with God where we are no longer separated. Understand this. Before, God could not even look at you because he's holy. And he, the word of God says that he cannot even look at things that are unrighteous. And so because God is holy... He could not even look at you, but now that you are, have given your life to Christ and you have become one with Christ, the Bible calls you the righteousness of God. You are as pure and as holy and as righteous as Jesus Christ because you are one with him. And now the relationship that you have is not not between you and God as a stranger, but the relationship you have with God is Father, my son. Jesus said, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, you shall have it. I'm not asking as a stranger. I'm asking as Christ in me, the hope of glory. I'm one with Jesus. And so when I go before God and say, Father, I'm speaking with the same authority and the same right and the same relationship as Jesus. Because I'm not separated from Christ. I'm one with Christ. And so when I say, Father, I'm speaking the same way that Jesus would say, Father. When I understand my relationship, when I'm walking in my relationship, when I'm living by faith, I'm not considering God as a stranger or I'm a stranger to God, but no, he's my father. And everything that the word of God says is available for me, that it, it's mine. I claim it. The way of living, the way of life. Amen. I'm in this right relationship. There's one, there's, there's one way of talking to a stranger, but when you have relationship, anybody, any of you could ask me for things, but when my wife asks me for something, it's different. I have relationship. 
Amen. I might have one relationship with you, but I have intimate relationship with her. So her word is more valuable to me. My, when she walks in the room, my eyes are focused upon her because of the relationship that I have with her. I want to tell you, when you walk, your father's eyes are upon you because of the relationship that you now have with him. He is your heavenly father. He loves you. Amen. And so you are in right relationship with God. You're not in wrong relationship with God. The enemy will try to bring up the past and say, but you are doing this and you are doing that, trying to pull you away from the relationship, trying to put a cloud upon your eyes so you cannot see who you are in Christ Jesus. But I want to tell you that the glory of God wants to be revealed to you. The, 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 the scales need to come down. You need to look in that mirror and see the glory of Jesus Christ that's in a, as in a mirror face to face, the glory of Jesus Christ. That you are one with him. Hallelujah. And so we are alive in Christ. We are in the right relationship with God through Jesus. We are one with Christ. When God looks at me, he loves me with the same love that he has for Jesus. And this love is so great. The Bible said that God's love was so great that he did not even spare his own son. How much more will he freely give us all things? Hallelujah. Go to Ephesians chapter 5. And so now that we're in this new relationship, this right relation with God, we have a new identity. We're no longer part of the old ways of living. We're no longer part of the kingdom of darkness. We're now part of the kingdom of light. Things don't die in our life. We walk in the life of God. We're no longer being defeated by sin and death. Sin and death is destroyed on our life. We now walk in the life of Jesus Christ through the Spirit. The Bible says those who are led by the Holy Spirit are the sons of God. If you're being led by your fears, you're being led by what you see, you are not following the ways of God. But if you're being led by the Spirit, you are a son of God. Amen. Amen. And so this, we're in this different relationship, not being led by our senses, but led by our faith. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as a church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. And so here, the word of God is showing us the relationship that we have with Christ. He is the head. We are the body. The head cannot go anywhere without its body. Have you ever shown up somewhere 
and said, oh, his head's here, but his body's not. No, wherever the head goes, the body has to go. The Bible says that we in Christ are the body of Christ. And Christ is the head. And the word of God says that as the body, he uses the illustration as a husband and wife. The husband being the head, the wife being the body. I want to tell you, we are the bride of Christ. We are not supposed to go to Jesus and say, Jesus, this is my will, this is my way, and I expect you to honor it. We are supposed to go before Christ and say, Jesus, lead me, direct me, not my will, Lord, but yours. And as we humble ourselves before God, to be led by the head, to be led by the Holy Spirit, he begins to transform our life. The Bible says that he takes the word of God and he sanctifies us. Everybody say, say sanctify. Yes. Sanctify means to be prepared, cleansed for holy purpose. If we were going to have dinner and I had a bunch of dirty plates, I would go into the kitchen and I would wash the plates. I'm sanctifying them for you so that you could eat off of a clean plate. I'm preparing it for the service unto you. What Jesus has done for us through this word is he sanctifies us. He prepares us for service unto the Lord. He sees our weaknesses and he gives us a word that strengthens us, strengthens us in that area. He sanctifies and he washes us with the word of God. The things, the imperfections in our life. Our husband man comes and begins to wash us and strengthen this bride. Strengthen his body. Where I was weak, he gives me strength. He shows me his word and his word transforms my thoughts. I begin to see as he sees. Instead of seeing myself in fear and not able, I begin to see myself under the glory of God that with God all things are possible. I begin to see how God can use me. I begin to see the possibilities of what God can do through my life. The vision and the purpose that Christ had for me. Understand this, you were chosen by God. It's not your choice to come to God. God just allowed you to see him and you came to him because the glory of God was revealed. And so you are chosen by God for a holy purpose. You are called into the kingdom to become part of the body. Even if you are hard-headed and disobedient to the word of God and you tell God you can't use me, I got to do this and I got to do that, you can do all those things, but there will be a humbling. There will be a time where, the, where your husband man will put things back into order. Amen. Awfully quiet in this church. Hallelujah. Because he ain't done with us. He won't let us just be. I'm telling you. He's the head. And he will be in your head. <laughs> he has a way. I remember one time when, when the Lord finally started capturing my heart. We, we had this great service in the church. I was just, I was, you know, involved in the television. And, and, 
And I would look at teenagers and I'd just begin to cry and cry and cry. And I would look at the teenager and I'd be thinking, man, is something happening to this guy? Uh, You know, why am I crying for this person? I begin to think I better pray for this young man because I guess God's showing me that something bad's going to happen to him. And I just kept on crying. I would look up and I would stop. But I would look at him and I'd just cry and cry and cry. I'd look down and I'd stop. I'd look at an adult. I I would be okay. And then I started looking around. I saw another teenager, and I began to cry and cry and cry. At that moment, the Lord was putting such a love inside of me for the youth. I couldn't do that for myself. I'm too selfish to, to, to think about others. But my husband, man, Christ, the head, he had a plan and purpose for my life. The time that the Lord spoke to me early in the morning, And told me to go to the nations. When I step in the nations, I'm following, I'm following the leading of the Holy Spirit. I'm following, I'm following the head, Christ. I knew I I, I could stand there and be successful to do the ministry. I knew that if the sick were to come, I would lay hands on them, they would get healed. Why? Because I wasn't there on my own accord. Christ in me, the hope of glory had brought me there. This past trip, as we were ministering, devils started rising up all over the place. I've never cast out so many devils in my life. Sunday mor- on a Sunday morning, we had the whole altar full of people that were just manifesting devils. But I, did, I didn't care what I saw. I had no fear in my heart because I knew greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And they were set free. When I go to nations and, and, and there's... there's you know, there's, there's threats of terrorism, and I go to places, and it looks like there's no provision, and, and God tells me to do something, and it looks like I don't have the strength. It does not matter because I know the head will take care of it. I just have to be faithful. Amen. Amen. I remember when I had fear of flying and the Lord had to minister to me. He gave me the word of God that God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power of love and sound mind. I began to confess it. I began to rebuke that fear. I began to cast that thing out and that fear had to, it just began to go. And now I've traveled hundreds of thousands of miles all over the world on an airplane. I go in there and I'm just trying to look for a nice place to fall asleep. Complete peace. No fear at all. I remember one time I was, I was flying to London, and we were taking off here in Harlingen. And uh, I, I was in my chair, and this one woman walked in, and she saw me, and she said, praise the Lord. And I, I looked up, and I said, praise God. She said, Pastor Kevin's on this plane. I know it's not going to crash. <laughs> and I said, yeah, just go and sit down. Enjoy yourself. We're going to get there. No problem. Amen. It's going to be a beautiful flight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm following God. I'm living for God. Amen. And so Jesus comes, our, 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 the head, the husband, he comes and he cleanses us and he sanctifies and he washes us through the word. And the Bible says so that he might present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she should be holy and without blemish. I want to tell you that Jesus is never going to stop working on you. You might be rough around the edges in one area, but I want to tell you, your head, your husband, man, is going to keep on working on you. 
what you are being defeated in today, you're going to have the victory tomorrow. Amen. Because God is not going to give up on you and he's not going to stop working on you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Whatever you weaken, God knows. He knows. He's going he's gonna to raise you up. He's going to raise you up. Some of you might have a fear in one area. Trust me, that's the area that God's going to come at you with the word of God like never before. Amen. I remember the time when, when one day well, one of the workers here uh, knocked on my door. I was, I was editing television programs. I was just an editor. And he knocked on the door and said, Kevin, there's a devil outside. He wants you to cast out the devil. And I looked at the door and made sure that the door was locked. And I, I yelled, tell him to come back Sunday when Pastor Carlos is here. Amen. And now I go to church and they're everywhere. Praise the Lord. But they're being set free. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to one last scripture. Go with me to Romans. The word is making you holy. It's transforming you. You're becoming without spot or wrinkle. Romans chapter 8, beginning verse 1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through, through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Verse 11, but if the spirit of him raised, who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So there's two laws. There's a law of sin and death. You're no longer under that law. When you come to Christ Jesus, that you've been taken out of that kingdom. You've been taken out. You know, it's, it's almost like a person trying to live according to the laws of Mexico, but you live here in the United States. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I want to tell you, when, you've been, when you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you've been pulled out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. And so you're no longer under the law of sin and death. That has been removed. You're, that, that will no longer be a part of your life. You've been set free. It's the grace of God that sets you free. You are now under a new law. And that's the law of, li of life in the spirit in Christ Jesus. So a new law. When you walk in the flesh, you will suffer the effects of walking in the flesh. You will, you will reap death because whatever sown in the flesh will, will produce death upon your life. But when you walk in the spirit, now the new law will produce life. Amen? Amen. Say walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. Someone gets you angry. The flesh says, give them five. The spirit says, love your enemy. You have to choose the way you're going to walk. Amen. Understand this, whatever you sow is what you're going to receive. You give them five, you'll get good. You'll get uh, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will come back at you. Amen. But if you bless them, if you forgive them, if you walk in love, Watch how God will, will change things in your life. Amen. He will reward you. Amen. With life. Amen. 
And so the Bible says there's no condemnation, no guilt, no shame. Don't be thinking, well, pastor, you don't know my past. Listen, it doesn't matter how bad your past is. All that matters is how good Jesus has been for you. His blood was paid to wash all your sins away, to remove the curse off of your life. You're free from the guilt and the shame. Amen. Tell your neighbor, you're free. You're free. You're, you're free from guilt. You're free from shame. You're free from sin and death. You're free from sickness and disease. Those are no longer a part of your life. That, that's been removed. Jesus Christ paid the price. He, he became a curse so that you could receive the blessing. He died on the cross. He laid down his life so that you could live through him. You are no longer according to the flesh, but you're living in the spirit. Amen. And so you have to make a choice. I'm going to live in the spirit. I'm going to live in the spirit every day of my life. I'm not going to try to just work my way through it. I'm not going to try to argue my way through it. I'm going to wait upon the Lord. Let God direct me. Direct me. I'm going to bring my issue to, to, to Christ and allow the spirit of God to lead me through this situation. Amen. And whenever you wait upon the Lord and you allow God to direct you, when you don't know, the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom. He'll give you knowledge. He'll give you an anointing. He'll tell you what to do, how to do it. And it'll turn into a big blessing for everybody. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we're no longer walking according to the way that we see things. We're walking being led by the Holy Ghost. Amen. How many thousands of pounds have been distributed this year? 222,000 pounds of food just this year has been distributed through this ministry. 220,000 pounds. How much, how much do we spend? We spent $5,000 to distribute 222,000 pounds of food. How, 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 how much per meal? It's about two cents a meal is what we spent to, get, to distribute that food. You cannot do that in the flesh. That is birthed by the Spirit. Rick, did, did you receive, did, did, did you convince people just to give you a bunch of stuff? Did, 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 did you have to sell your kidneys and your, and your organs? Did you and your family have to donate blood and No. How were you able to do this? The grace of God. The grace of God will work for you. Let me say this last thing. If God could do it for him, God could do it for you. He will bless you and make you a blessing. Christ Jesus, our head, we are his body. All we are are the work of his hands. He's just looking for people who will be obedient. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet. Praise the Lord. Right relationship with God. If today was the last day that you were to live, do you know you'd be caught up into heaven? The spirit of God inside of you. Are you born again? Close your eyes for a moment. Today's the day of salvation. Today you can know without a shadow of doubt that your name will be written in heaven, that you have been welcomed into the family of God, that Jesus is Lord over your life. 
you've never given your heart to Jesus, you never accepted the free gift of salvation that he has for you, when I count to three, I want you to lift up your right hand and we're going to pray together and Jesus Christ will become Lord over all. Or maybe you have given your heart to God, but somehow your relationship is dwindled and you want the Lord to restore the joy of your salvation. There's forgiveness of your sins to restore that relationship. And if that's for you, you need restoration of your relationship with Jesus. Something happened that you slipped and stumbled, but today you want Jesus to pick you back up and put you back on that right path again. When I count to three, I want you to lift up your right hand boldly and we're going to pray together. Today's the day of salvation. This is your moment. If you want to give your life to Jesus or rededicate your life to God, when I count to three, lift up your right hand. One, two, three. Lift it up wherever you're at. God bless you all over the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, how beautiful. How beautiful it is. How beautiful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now I want everyone to just lift both your hands to heaven. We are a family of God. And I want everyone to repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come inside my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I will live for you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Teach me your ways. Use me for your glory. I turn my back on the world and I live for you. Father, thank you. I'm coming home. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. In Jesus' name, I am saved. Amen. 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 Give God praise.